Welcome back to the Whole Human Podcast. My name is Charles, and I am so glad to be here. It's a triumphant return. Yeah. You're listening to AIM. Loop Dreams is the name of the song. This is lifted from Central Heating Volume 1 off of Grand Central Records compilation something or other. It's a great album. Check it out. I love AIM. I love Grand Central Records. All their stuff is good. Here I am again. It's been way too long. That thing I mentioned on the last episode about how I'm going to try and do a podcast every two weeks. Man, was I being optimistic. I mean, I really want to, and I think it's possible. I just haven't made the time to do it, and I've been working this new job full-time, and it is awesome, and I love it. And... I just don't have the energy I thought I would have to be doing this. So, for anyone out there who has been waiting on the edge of their seat for another episode, I apologize. I haven't heard anything, I haven't got any messages or emails or tweets about it, so I assume it's it's not that big a deal. However, I've missed it, and so I'm really glad to be back in the studio and I was so happy to have today's guests over. I know Amy and I were both really excited actually. Um, Amy Bloom makes makes an appearance today. She's a return guest on the Whole Human Podcast and our dear friend Lakshmi Sylvie Dady makes her very first appearance and hopefully the first of many because she is an awesome person and was so fun to have on the show. We had a great conversation about life and decluttering and cohabitating. We kind of touched on a lot of things. It was a lot of fun, though. And we actually know Lakshmi through Wing Seminars, which if you've listened to this before, you've probably heard me talk about. So um, she's a fellow wing nut, just like us. A lot of fun. Oh, I'm tired. You hear that? That's a yawn. I hope I didn't make you yawn just now. If I did, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, it is Sunday, November 5th. We just rolled the clocks back, and I got some extra sleep. And usually when I sleep too much, I feel tired the whole rest of the day. It's like it's really nice in the morning when I'm sleeping in, and then by this time in the afternoon, which is 2-something, 2.22, Angel numbers, baby. Um, yeah, by about 2.22, I am falling asleep again, standing up, which is what I'm doing. Anyway, um, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I hope you send me emails and tweets and Instagrams and Facebooks 
reminding me how much you love this show and encouraging me to make more episodes and send me questions. I would love to answer questions on on the next episode and um, take episode suggestions, guest suggestions, all of that sort of thing. So please do reach out. If you don't know how, stick around to the end and I will let you know. Um, what else? Yeah, you're going to like this one. It's a lot of fun. Lakshmi is an explosion of brilliance and love condensed into human form and she has a great personality and a great voice actually so stoked to have her here so without further ado please welcome to the whole human podcast lakshmi sylvie Dady, and amy bloom welcome to the whole human podcast lakshmi sylvie Dady, and a returning guest amy bloom hi Wild. <laughs> they are going wild. If they if they know you, they're going wild. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited thanks to be here. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Absolutely. And I keep envisioning your podcast being spelled the whole human being, B E A N, but it's being. Yeah, it is not the coffee company. Okay. Yeah, which yeah. I think there is a whole human being coffee company. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's not, there should be. There. And then you should Boom, you can have that, <laughs> you can listeners. Have it. Yeah, somebody run with that. Yeah, because I think it's just the whole being, but not the whole human being. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of the whole being. I have heard of human being coffee. Oh, mm, that I haven't. Anyway. Either. So you just drove here from where? Drove from Minnesota to yeah. be a woman with wings seminar, experiential, first time workshop attendee and that was really great it was fun to watch the growing pains of a first time run seminar yeah mm-hmm. especially as someone that's always behind the scenes and then i'm a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding on saturday no way is that here in eugene in portland in portland okay yeah. cool so it just made sense for me to drive out because i was so damn excited about my new car yeah Yay. <laughs> i know two years of taking the bus and riding bikes Wow. And wow. before that, what, 18 years. So really, I've, I had a car for like 10 months of my life. And other than that. So been, this really is like your first car. It feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. It's really exciting. Thank you. It's so fun. That's amazing. And it was, you know, Michael said, like he gifted it to me for my birthday. And he said, you have to invest in yourself. Like this is an investment in your business, yeah. you know. So Michael is your sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And he is in Minnesota right now. He is. Missing you. Yeah. And he's used to it because I'm gone about two weeks every month. Okay. So speaking of wings, this is how we met. You have been on an assist team for a seminar I participated in. You have also been a co-participant. You and Michael Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. were in a seminar that Amy and I took Mm -hmm. with wings in February. And so that's really cool to know you. You're a really cool person, and um, I just love how we met in the context of Wings. It's a great place to meet humans. I talk a lot about Wings on the program. For those of you who don't know, look it up. It's wings-seminars.com, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, yeah. And I agree. The people that I meet in Wings, it's like such a deeper connection than people you meet at the yoga studio or at the grocery store. And not to say that you can't build those deep, meaningful relationships, but I mean, Michael and I, my partner and I met at Wings. 
Did yeah. you? Yeah, we were interns together doing LifeWorks, you know. Really? And the first time we met, I, you know, you have to do fishbowl. Oh, yeah. Have you all done that? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so all the interns have to do it together the first time they ever get together. And I just threw a bunch of judgments at him. And he totally responded with, I think you're a bitch. I think nice. you're really judgmental. Wow. <laughs> and I think that's you're making great. a lot of assumptions based off of what I wear and how I dress. And that's really sad. <laughs> it was just like, whoa. whoa. Way to call wow. me out on my shit. That's and like, awesome. wow, I'm really really turned on by this you know <laughs> so that's so cool four years of friendship later yeah yeah and and same thing we dated for a whole year and i was like i don't know what high school you went to or what sports you played yeah. but i know like your deepest yep. secrets and your shadow and your sadness and your joy and your dreams and yeah all that's about. so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, Amy and I met. The first, what, like half an hour of us meeting one another, we uh, told our deepest and darkest secrets to one another. Did sitting. you meet in Crossover? Oh, we met in Integrate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to see us from the start. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That's oh, right. Yeah. I forgot. That was the assist team. Mm-hmm. That was the Actually, I think team. you yeah. were on one other one. I think I had met you once before. Yeah. But that was the first time we met, I think. Were you on the two-year internship? No. No, I just did the one year in 2013 to 2014. Okay. I was an intern. I wonder if you were on a crossover assistant for me. I'm not sure. We'd have to look back at the pictures. But well, integrate, yeah. Integrate, yeah. Really good. And mm-hmm. that, Sue Muck, who facilitates that, inspired me to go to the same life coaching school as her. Okay, oh, cool. Right. I'm just so blown away by who she is. It's like, I want anything that's more like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So you have a company called Be Free. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Our tagline is creating space to live the life you love. Okay. And my, you know, elevator speech is I create systems and structures for holistic organizing so that people can live and run better businesses and better lives. Nice. Yeah. I and, like that. And it's really great. I get to work with businesses like on the tech side, right? Like organizing your G Suite and your calendar and your Dropbox and your pictures and your file archiving process. And then with individuals, I work a lot with death, dying and loss. Oh, wow. So people losing a loved one, not being able to deal with that, let alone the 5,000 square foot house full of junk. Exactly. Yeah. That's so cool. So that's something that you and Amy have in common. Yeah. Is the organizing. I call her the... Oh, hang on. We got it. We got a doggy tangled up in cords. Oh! Ah! Lucy, what are you doing? She's panicking. (laughs) Time out. Time out. (laughs) Yeah, this will get cut out. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll keep it in. I like to keep it real here on the Whole Human Podcast. (laughs) I love it. This is um, the definition of a home studio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've got... There's a dog and a cat and another dog and another cat. (laughs) We're in the living room right now. Um, So, yeah, I call Amy the queen of consolidation, among other things. She uh, also runs a company just by her own name, Amy Bloom. Um, She's an intuitive coach and does clutter clearing as well as a consultant and organization and i can speak uh from experience she is very very good at it 
you should have seen this place. I should. We could show you pictures. Yeah, I'm blown away by how zen it is in here. Like, yes, it's a home <laughs> studio, but it really feels so clean, open, clear, expansive. Not like the boarded up building on the corner over there. <laughs> oh my god, it's that scary? definitely been a meth lab or something. <laughs> I know it's oh, yeah. a bit of a it? juxtaposition <laughs> between like, driving into the neighborhood. And uh, yeah, and then walking in here, it's a yeah. little Wizard of Oz like. It's a little yeah. weird. It's a little weird. Well, where we live, Lakshmi is referring to a house on the corner that looks like something from the set of Breaking Bad. Yes. That got like burnt down and abandoned, and then I don't know, fifty different people lived in and out of it, and and probably most of them being squatters, and yeah. then someone thought a plywood yeah. fence yeah, would and, do the trick, and it's like makes it's like patched in like weird makeshift ways like no yeah, like none of the of boards are of straight yeah. <laughs> yeah like they went to the recycling center and were like free wood yeah and then <laughs> there's like um orders to uh abate a nuisance or something like there's actually orders from the court like stamped on the fence mm-hmm. like that you need to fix this and then there's no trespassing signs next to that uh, it's really funny so that's that's the first thing you see as you turn on to our street. It's really nice. Yeah. But then you come in here and it's greens and creams and peaches and just the colors are so zen and yeah. the earth tones and everything's packed away and everything has its place. And I do this professionally. So I like really am, you know, turned on. This is like getting me jazzed. But at the same time, I'm blown away that y'all can live like this together. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've uh, learned a lot in the last year since I met Amy. I was not, um, I didn't know anything about this until she told me and, and gave me the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Mm-hmm. She sent that mm-hmm. up. Yep. yep. She sent that up as like a prerequisite. Like before yeah. you take the course, you need to read this. And then, um, yeah. And then we got into it and kind of did a combination of Marie's method with Amy's own methods and voila. Yeah. Well, I remember it was so interesting when I was first reading the book. It was such a mirror of my life and my childhood Mm -hmm. growing up. I mean, I spent summers and winter breaks not playing with kids, like not going out and like seeing friends, but organizing my parents' home. So pulling everything out of the cabinets, you know, collecting everything together and then consolidating things and donating Mm -hmm. things. And so um, that was so refreshing to know I wasn't the only person out there that had this yeah. level of desire to some would say obsession yeah, obsession yeah i mean it's like yes i have ocd <laughs> and there's something that i can put it to use to it's that, a good thing yeah that really works out in my favor and that of clients and of miss weedy and it has a ripple effect i've you know i've experienced myself um i talk about the fractal nature of things a lot mm-hmm. You know, make one change here and I'll see the effects of it over here elsewhere in my life. So with the organizing the home, it was like organizing my mind, organizing my life. Mm -hmm. It made such a huge difference. Yeah, that's why I decided on my next set of business cards, instead of having it say professional organizer and motivator, I'm going to say holistic organizing because it Mm -hmm. really is that... Yes, we're dealing with the physical, but it is going to impact your body and your mind and your spirit. Yeah. Um, And I get like so many questions coming to mind. So for one, 
uh, knowing that this, you know, Amy said, this is my nature. Like I've been doing this as a kid. Same for me. Some of my favorite childhood Mm -hmm. memories are me and my sisters taking all the T.Y. Beanie Babies out and organizing them by species and then organizing them all by color and then reorganizing from A to Z by (laughs) name and then by the animal name, you know, and like the different categories. Like that was how you played with Beanie Babies. That was fun. Um, And for you, and I think for a lot of men, that's not what you think of when you think of fun childhood memories no um so like how did you going from like okay i don't even think like this or these things aren't even in my awareness to oh i value this and to the point where i'm going to change my lifestyle to accommodate for my partner's preferences well it was so i had been collecting stuff for the longest time since the day you were born yeah literally yeah (laughs) <laughs> Literally. That's <laughs> like And I it got to it it reached a certain point where it was I, I realized that I had been collecting too much stuff and I should start getting rid of stuff I don't need. Mm-hmm. And I would I would love to be able to organize and to keep clean. But what happened was a couple of things. See, I was drinking all the time like two, three beers every day, smoking weed all day, um, and smoking cigarettes, and collecting all this stuff. And I never, excuse me, I never felt uh, motivated enough or had enough energy to like deal with the stuff. I, I, I would just see it and I would like, endlessly procrastinate cleaning and organizing and getting rid of the stuff Mm. and then i would keep collecting more and more and then it just became too overwhelming to even think about so then i would just not look at it more and procrastinate more to the point where i actually felt the anxiety in my body i can feel the anxiety now just remembering what it felt like to have i had stuff like in the corner over here like piles of cords that i just hadn't put away for months and months i like got them out to look for one thing and then i just didn't put them away and so stuff like that and just not cleaning i mean at one point my desk had a pile of papers like this big Mm mm-hmm and it would occasionally like fall over and it'd be like an avalanche of papers <laughs> and I, I would just pile them back yeah. up. And by this big, he means like three feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the size of a Labrador dog. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the listeners. Yeah. yeah. We're talking a Labrador dog sitting on your desk, full grown. Um, and so I had a desire deep down to change that. I felt anxious about it. Um, it was a source of anxiety and stress in my life. And Amy also just couldn't handle it. That there's no way that was, that situation was going to fly. Um, and I'm like, cool. Cause I want to change this anyway. And, um, so I was ready. I was motivated and mm. I was ready. I was mm. at a place where I'm like, great, you're willing to help me do this. Like, okay. And I had, and I knew that if I had just approached it one step at a time that we could handle it. You know, it wouldn't be as overwhelming. Just, you know, don't look at everything all at once. Just look at small pieces. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we did. And we started, you know, with... Your clothes. Did we start with the clothes? You always start with the least personal thing. That's the the way it goes. And for men, that's mostly, usually clothes. Okay. And for women, that's the last thing you want to do is clothes. So, you know, you just alter it. Yeah, Yeah. there's a whole 
yeah. theory and logic behind it. It's very methodical. And it seems like you guys, even though you didn't know it, you're like, oh, we're doing it. And it's like, no, those are the exact steps, steps that you take. Yeah. yeah. You just well, do we it one drawer really at a time conscious and... about that. Well, you know, and actually I take that back. We started with the living room because what I said is let's clear out the living room. So we cleared out all of the stuff from here minus the bare bones. So we had one workable space because... Yeah. Most of the house was so um, had so much that there really wasn't a space for us to do this work in. To do so the sorting, exactly yeah. to even do the sorting. So we cleared out most of what was in this living room area, cleaned, and then um, then we started with clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's a three bedroom, one car garage home. Uh huh. Two car. Yeah. Two car. Two car. One with bath. five years of memories. Yeah. yeah. Plus. Yeah. Well, five well, years and, of yeah. living. And I had brought up 12 years of stuff mm-hmm. from California. And how mm. And how many vans and space did you? It took a 26-foot U-Haul and my truck and a 6 by 10 trailer full of stuff. Yeah. And I'm just so fascinated, like, again, being a young man, and I, I work a lot with men. I, yeah. I find that I work really well with men and that a lot of young men... Uh, our bachelors and want to attract a female partner and like you said amy came and was like this isn't going to work for me and a lot of female partners aren't professional organizers so right. they're like this isn't going right. to work for me and i don't know what to tell you and then i'm like that's where you hire me exactly um, so i'm like actually working with matchmaking agencies to like partner good. with um, good but i'm just so curious when you're moving all that stuff here i mean that's money right that's gas that's resources that's people that's borrowing trailers and renting trucks did you think like what is the value of this stuff and the cost of me shipping it? Or was it more just like necessity, move, time, go? Yeah, there wasn't much thought into it. Before I moved, I did a bit of consolidation and got rid of stuff that I didn't need. Like I had extra furniture. I had like a whole extra sofa and chair, like matching sofa and chair at my other house in Nevada City before I came here. Um, got rid of that. I had a, a whole big bed frame that I didn't need, got rid of, and um, many, many other things I sold it or, or just got rid of to make room and to raise money for the move. Um, and then the rest of it, I was just kind of like, okay, this is my stuff. Let's get it in the truck. Mm. There was no conscious thought of, do I need this? Does this bring value into my life? None of that. Um and then probably about a year before I met Amy or six months before I met Amy, <clears throat> excuse me, my sister was also reading The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up and she recommended it to me and I was like, okay, I like the sound of this. Um, didn't read it until Amy actually gave it to me. And there was something there though. Like I had always dreamed of having a very simple, zen-like, minimalist, somewhat minimalist space because it feels really good anytime I've been in a space like mm. that. I've been in people's homes that have been very, very minimalist mm-hmm. and it just feels so good. I'll never forget my friend in high school, her mom, I mean, they had like all white walls, all white furniture. It was so square. They had a stone backyard, a big backyard, like quarter acre. And it was all stone with just a statue of Buddha in the middle. And it was oh, wow. so Zen. It was like a museum, but they had everything they needed. And the mom's yeah. closet had about almost 10 to 12 inches of space between each item. And that was wow. it. She owned one going out dress, one professional dress, one funeral outfit. And like, 
one workout outfit. Mm. It was insane. Wow. How minimal. And it, to see that in America. So I totally get that. Like you go to these houses and you're like, this is so inspiring. Yeah. Oh, totally. And we could yeah. go through again. We've only done it once. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about it because we just watched the minimalism documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix. And I was like, you know, I think I want to go through my closet again. Mm-hmm. Even though we got rid of literally 80%, maybe more of what was in my closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Granted, you had like a shirt, a pair of pants and... Oh, you know, when we hand. did, yeah. Yeah, when we did, we had to do a little... Uh, we had to do some shopping. Yeah, we had to do some shopping after that. But even now, it's like we've collected things at this point that... And I think that it's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Unless there is a structure put in place where only so... There's only space for a particular number of things, which is what we have in a lot of the rest of the house. So, for instance, in the kitchen... There's only space designated for a certain number of items in each spot. So one, we know exactly what we have and we're not buying excess in bulk where we don't use it and it expires. So we have very little food that ever doesn't get used. And you have very little storage in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the first things I noticed was like reasonable sized house, very small kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Absolutely. So I hope that answers your question. I hadn't really, it wasn't something that was on my radar consciously. Deep down though, I did have a desire to live more simply and to be organized and just to not have so much excess. Mm-hmm. Um, how that could lend itself to your work, I I don't know. I mean, everybody's different and there, there's going to be certain things about it that appeal to guys and certain mm-hmm. things that don't. I think mainly for me, it was a perfect combination of I had always wanted to do it, and Amy was willing and able. And so it, it came together really good. Yeah, and I hope I'm not putting you on blast, but I'm just, again, yeah, so true. blown away to see a couple doing this with grace and ease because Michael and <laughs> I, you know, I just have to laugh because it's like we were FaceTiming just 30 minutes before here. And he wanted to read me a story out of this book. And I'm looking at the dining table on FaceTime in disbelief because I'm like, wait, there's a bunch of stuff on it. This can't be my dining table. You know, like I was taken aback. And then he's like, oh, God, wait, you weren't supposed to see that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And can you call the cleaning lady to come on Sunday? Oh, my God. So, you know, mine, it's very much so the cat's away, the mice will play. Yeah. It's only orderly when I'm there. Right. Um, and, And it's my driving force. And yes, there's the I receive benefit and value, but not to the point of lifestyle change. So I'm curious what took that extra step for you was to try it to be open to try it and then i saw the value in it because the value for me is um immediately less anxious when i move around and look around my own house now Mm. i don't i'm not i don't get stressed out Mm -hmm. seeing the things that need to be done and put away and like not having the time or energy for it um and also there's something about um when there's lots of stuff out, the brain, the unconscious mind sees all of that and takes it all in and is inventorying and calculating and thinking all these things, even if my conscious mind isn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's less out and everything's in its place, I feel better. And then not having to waste time looking for things when I want mm, or yeah. need them mm-hmm. because everything is right where it should be. 
and I know everything that I actually have because mm-hmm. we've put our hands on it. We've seen it. I mean, that was amazing. Like I had so much stuff that I couldn't even tell you all of the things I had. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't even tell you if you asked me, hey, do you have one of these? I'm like, mm, maybe. I think I saw something like that around here. Mm-hmm. Like it was that I had bins and bins of cables mm-hmm. and wires and adapters and parts and all sorts of shit that I just didn't need anymore. Um so much stuff in the garage we got rid of. A lot of it was just garbage mm-hmm. um, and recycling. So the benefits are feel better, know exactly where something is when I need it, and just it feels so good to know everything that I have. And, and just it's not a question anymore. I know what I have. I know what I don't have. And I really have more than I need even mm-hmm. now, even with all the stuff we got rid of. Mm-hmm. So... Um, just huge benefits. I can't even, I can't even say. Michael, if you're listening, really. <laughs> game Get changer. It could, you know, and a couple other things come up for me. It's like one, it was, it's also had such an impact for me of being conscious about what I'm then bringing into the home because one, I know what I have and then I'm much more mindfully spending on things because one, I have to know that there's a place to put it. And, you know, if if this is really going to be adding value to my life and is this going to be something that I'm going to have to go through and purge at some point later on down the oh, road. Yeah. And then I think when I hear you speak about it, um, it's something that you really wanted to do. So you saw the value in it and it was something that you were wanting first oh, totally. and foremost. And it's like, you know, I... if this weren't something that you've wanted. Like my parents, for instance, didn't always want me doing this. This was stuff that mm-hmm. I was doing without them knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And then it would just infuriate them. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah. she my, would just be gone. Memories of, of my house. mom yeah. going through the garbage being like, oh, I didn't say you could throw that away. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> then we'd just be terrified to leave me alone at the house. Mm-hmm. Cause they know shit would go missing at some point. You That's know? hilarious. I love yeah. that we share that. It's such <laughs> yeah. a special dysfunction, but yeah, like function. I know. I love it's like that. highly functioning dysfunction. <laughs> um and you might not be able to answer this, but given, you know, thinking about all the minutes a day you save not looking for that cord or that part or that shirt, could you put a value on what Amy was able to give you? Like would you have spent twenty grand if you had it on home organizing? I don't I don't I don't think twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I suppose if I had an excess 20, yeah, sure. I think, <clears throat> I think knowing how much time we spent roughly, <clears throat> um, I'm just wow, thinking you're the really value putting me add. out of the spot here. I know. I'm cu- I'm just curious the value Because Amy's add. looking over like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, how much is it? Well, yeah. I know. I am <laughs> I know, pretty right? on the spot. But it's, but it's great, though. <clears throat> it's tough to figure out Yeah, we'll say, the, we'll the, say the 50 add. grand. Well, and the 50. Thing, that's a good one. I love well, that. And you had me around the <sighs> clock. I mean, this was stuff. I mean, every for the first, what, like three months, that's basically all we did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally touched every single thing in this house. I mean, every paper clip we went through so were y'all going through that when you were doing like listening heart with us another wing seminar 
Okay, yeah. that would make sense because there was so much stress. Oh, God. And it's like, of course, you're going through shit all day with each other. That sounds fucking stressful. And then well, he's at work and then he's getting off work and working with you. And then you're working all day and night. Well, I wasn't even working at that well, point. Well, I meant you're working on the oh, house. Oh, sure. Working at the house. Sure. And on top of it, I'm just recently out of a marriage, you know, so we're navigating me being in a new relationship and, you know, him having someone live with him for the first time. First time so, ever? No way. Yeah. I mean, I had, I, I did live with a girlfriend when I was 18 for like a few months. Wow. But that was yeah. it. And y'all are doing it so beautifully. Cohabiting is so, <laughs> I just it's like the hardest. away. I can't, I have to keep bringing it back because I'm just like, you know, uh. <laughs> Michael and I will just be, we'll just stop and look at each other when I'm like bitching about something like you know, don't leave the sponge in the sink because it'll get moldy. You have to rinse it oh, out and like let we've, it dry. Oh yeah, yeah we've, we've been, been there. Yeah, it, yeah. It's taken a lot of um, uncomfortable moments uh-huh. to get to this point of ease that we're at now. And there's still things. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's like earlier tonight. I got sassy with her because she was trying to. She's juicing some lemons, and it, <laughs> she's trying to take it the lemon peel to the trash can in the squeezer and it's just like pouring lemon juice on the dog and on the floor and i don't know if she knows or not but i was like what did i say you're like do you realize what you're doing (laughs) you're just getting lemon juice fucking everywhere okay that is not at all what i said those are not the words that i use um what i said was it was it was really shame. It was kind of like a passive aggressive, shamey thing. Yeah. What did I say? I don't know. Oh, something along the lines of what she said, I'm sure. Something yeah. in, in the middle of what you said no. and what Ener- she said. Energetically, that's what you were saying. <laughs> no, I don't remember what you said, but it was something something along the lines of do you realize of what you're doing right now, basically? Like you're making a mess and some, some, I don't no, know. It, it was wasn't. something like that, but. <laughs> Hang on, I want to I want to think of this because um, it's I like to keep it real, and it's a perfect example of a moment where my stuff came up, and things things still get messy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I yeah. get I I react. My stuff comes up, um, and I will say something that is shamey or you know passive aggressive or whatever, and a lot of it is around the house stuff, you know, dishes left in the sink or, you know, spilling on the floor. Amy is very, very good at organizing. She's very good at consolidating. Um, She is also very messy and it's very ironic, like actual messes Uh with like uh, fluids or food. (laughs) Yeah. Like that somehow missed the boat on that (laughs) one. You know, what's so great about that is like, cause I've studied, I mean, I took my first professional organizing class when I was 14. Oh wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I've been in it for a long time and I've been doing it for money since high school. Oh sweet. Um, And I'm 26 now. So about a decade, right. Of making money doing organizing. And it's very common that organizers are organized, but not clean. Yeah. And so like, I always have to tell people when I work with them, I'm not a cleaner. I'm not a, yeah, clean, I'm yes. not a cleaner. I'm not going to clean your stuff. I am going to organize it. Yeah. But you will actually want to have a cleaner come behind me. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In <Yeah>. my wake. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. It's interesting. I've done the same thing. Do you find that it's the flip then that folks who are very clean aren't necessarily very organized? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I see that a lot with like a lot of the housewives I work with. You know, the counters are clear, right? There's no dust on the coffee table, but the drawers are jammed full of junk. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Floors mopped, but... But under the cupboards, it's just like a it, bunch of stuff thrown in there. Yeah. yeah, I see that a lot. I think, I mean, it's so hard. It's like, how do you fully teach and prepare someone? And and I always have to remind myself, it's I something I value. It's not a value mm-hmm. of everybody. Right. Um, you know, it's always great being a, ho- a guest in people's homes. And I find that with my, I'll call it an obsession with cleanliness and order, Mm-hmm. it's harder for me to travel and stay with other people oh, yeah. yeah, because I'm out of control of my environment. And I know yep. that that reminds me of my childhood. Yep. And I also want to be a gracious you know, guest. And I also hate mess and like find myself feeling like tightness in my chest and mm-hmm. stress and pressure. And you yeah. know, the, the irony in doing personal growth and development work is it's so damn expensive that once you get there to do the seminar, it's like, I can't afford a $200 a night hotel. I'm going to have to stay with a friend. And then I'm doing all this personal work and being triggered the whole time, staying in a messy house. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> Do you find yourself when you're in those spaces going ahead and just cleaning up their space or organizing it or moving papers around? I did um, a I, while back. I, I hope that no one you stayed with listens to this <laughs> no, podcast. No, um, this was like maybe six or seven months ago, and they were out of town and just gave me the keys to their house. I'd never even been to their house. Really sweet people, friend, uh, family members of my fiance. Okay. And I went to their house, and I knew I was going to be there for a week for a workshop, and I also knew I couldn't live there for a week the way it was. Okay. So I cleaned, like, the ba- for example, the bathroom vanity covered in little boxes and little bottles and things spilling everywhere. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to move all this stuff and I'm going to put it out of my sight and wipe this counter mm-hmm. down. So every morning when I go to get ready, I can feel like, ah. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, I put all the bottles back on all haphazard like they were when I got there. Nice. So, okay. yeah, I like I messed yeah. it up, but then I put it back messy when I left. Yeah. So it like, looked the same. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. See, I just go ahead and I just sweep it off and clean it up and then I just go ahead and organize them. <laughs> like and I and this has been feedback I've gotten, you know, a couple times, especially from my folks and my brother and girlfriends. They're like, Stop moving my shit around. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's it really is. And I can see the the level of like disrespect that's in there mm-hmm. of me just going in and doing it and yet it is so hard it is one of the most difficult for things for me to do to go to someone's home mm-hmm. and not to put my hands on their shit that yeah see and that will that does bother me I, very occasionally I, you haven't been doing yeah. it lately and i really no. appreciate it i'm really consciously um, trying charles because <laughs> like i organized my clothes in a certain way in the closet mm-hmm. the way that they hang so i know like where to reach for stuff mm-hmm. And a few times Amy's gone in and like reorganized or put things just like taking something um, from out here or put, I don't know, just like put stuff in a different place. And it just like really irks me, you know, and 
So because it's me saying I know better than you, right? I guess very or your system isn't as valid. You know, Michael hate Michael's always like you think that your way is better, and I'm like because it (laughs) is. It's proven methodology. (laughs) But he's like, you know, if I want to keep my socks and my beauty products in the same drawer, and like that works for me, that works for me. So I think yeah, and it is better. Like she's not wrong. Yeah, and I think what it is is just. It's the lack of respect, right? In or the, not even respect. I know you respect me. It's a or lack trust. of consideration. Just like maybe ask me first, right? Say, hey, I think there'd be a better way to do this. Would you be open to it, mm, right? Kind of thing. Um, just see, a, I just don't work for free anymore. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like Michael. I'm not organizing your closet. I'm not going in there and moving anything around. It's crazy in there. It makes no sense, but like, whatever. Unless you're going to pay me. Yeah, exactly. You put me He's on like, the clock. I just bought you a car. What else do you know, want Literally, from me? I can already hear his voice. That was so funny. As soon as I said that, I'm like, you know, and that's a great, like, I, you know, it's it, that's also really real in partnership is like, okay, so I was gifted a car. What a big gift. But then, am I in debt? No. Do I owe? No. But I feel that sense of like yeah. unevenness, right? So then I do want to help and give. Uh-huh. But then I'm a female entrepreneur starting my business and I really don't have time to like do as much as I possibly could for my partner in terms of service mm-hmm. and helping him live his life and further my business. So yeah. Oh, that was something we experienced when I first got here because I was coming in with this cash flow and I was wanting to put improvements into the house and that wasn't something that he necessarily saw of value or had the financial means to do so well and we rent yeah and he's it's not our house what did you want to do like paint oh yeah painting and you know putting different decor up and wanting to change certain things and i understand your point where it's like okay we rent and how much do we want to be investing in the home, right? It's like, I'm not going to go through and scrape off popcorn ceiling and like, you know, redo as that. As much as you would like to. As much as yeah. I would fucking like to. <laughs> and there is something where energy, everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so everything is carrying a certain uh, vibrational frequency, right? And so the importance of me being in harmony with those things around me in my home. And if the, I mean, we used to have this bright red wall. (sighs) This green was like a blood vibrant red wall. It would make the room so small. Well, not only that, but I think it was eliciting anger. I mean, it was encouraging these very angry outbursts, especially when most of our conversations are happening in this room. We've got this violent, red wall i mean think about color therapy right yeah or sex dungeon or sex dungeon yeah Yeah, i know it's like save that for the bedroom yeah i wouldn't have called the wall violent but you know (laughs) well well let's just say this way you know um when i was getting my master's in education we had to take a a class and part of it was like how to set up your classroom for success because you know mm-hmm. structure determines behavior we hear that all yep. the time so how i physically assemble the the tables and the chairs and they teach you all these different models like if your classroom is in a u-shape it creates these kinds of conversations if you have them in mm-hmm. pods it creates this kind of class dynamic so i would change my chairs around like probably every three months and totally shift up the vibe of the room mm-hmm. and cool. part of that we had to learn color theory a yeah. little bit and you oh, have great. you would never see a bright red wall in a in classroom, a classroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah because it's just like eh, eh, 
<laughs> yeah. So, you see it in McDonald's, you know, because yeah. it invokes hunger, right? It's that's one of the things. Violence, that, sex violence and, or hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. I one of the most profound nights of my life, one of those moments where I like touched God and was reaffirmed that like I'm on my path, living my purpose in this life, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, exactly where I need to be was with Abby, who you met this last Uh weekend at the women's conference. And uh, we were on Jam Cruise, which is a floating music festival. That's so cool. I know about Jam Cruise, yep. Yeah, and uh, it was Red Night. And like, if you know anything about Jam Cruise, you know, it's unlike any festival in that every single person dresses up. So there's three themed nights. Mm -hmm. And there's five nights on the cruise. And then there's one like unofficial night and one just like wear whatever you want night. And the night was Red Night. And we talked to the organizers about it later. And, you know, when she proposed having one of the nights be red night, people were like, oh, that's too violent. That's too intense. And she was like, no, red for love. And mm. um, and that was the night. It was red night. And we wore, you know, we're all decked out in red. And we took the cool. red is for love theme and like painted hearts all over our faces and just red head to toe. And being on this boat in the middle of the ocean with like 600 people covered in red clothing and there was something like ferocious about it and yeah. everyone was just like red night and all the lights for all the stages were red and wow um it was just so profound yeah and and what was the most amazing thing is every single conversation we had with at least 75 people that night all came back to love every single one it didn't matter if we were talking to the security guard from israel about mm-hmm. why he's living on this boat being a security guard mm-hmm. or if we were talking to the man from antigua who was serving our food in the cafeteria like every single conversation went back to love on love night yeah um, the power of intention and like colors yeah. do create yeah. something you know there was a lot of devils dressed up and there was a lot of like love and hearts that's so cool. Yeah. I just want to adjust your mic because you yeah. sound so good. Thanks. I want to capture all of it. You both have very, very good voices for this sort of thing, I must say. Thank you. I wanted to say you have a radio voice on oh, right now. God, really isn't that. the best? It's so good. It's I'm like, you should so do radio. Good. Why, thank You've you. You've got a radio voice. You're radio voice and a face listeners for TV. of the human being. <laughs> I thought I had a face for radio. No, not at no? all. No? Oh, okay. It's so handsome. So, well, I'm glad that you like it here. I, and I do like the color. Amy took on the, the wall here. Uh-huh. I helped yeah. her with it. Um, she invested in the paint, though, right? No, we split it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> See, that's something we I did. love we about partnership. It's like, yeah, I didn't pick the color. I didn't even really care to paint it. Oh, and I paid for half of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted to bring it back to um, to the cohabiting thing because I, I think that is really cool. And, um, and I just wanted to say that it, it has been challenging mm-hmm. and totally worth it um amy is among other things besides my best friend and my sweetheart she's also my best teacher Mm -hmm. and so um you know cohabiting is is probably one of the most powerful things that a person could do for their personal growth Mm -hmm. especially if they're cohabiting with their partner um, but, Which you somehow missed for a decade. 
Oh, I didn't miss it. I wouldn't say I missed it. <laughs> Very strategically and intentionally chose yeah. not to. Yeah. Yeah. Wowzers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so what this, this place that we're at now, this level of sweetness and ease that we have, it comes from the willingness to look, you know, mm-hmm. and to notice, Hey, something's coming up for me, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's so funny because the different iterations of our conversations, the way that it's evolved and changed, it's become more and more accountable, more and more respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I used to just be so blamey and it would take me so long, sometimes days mm. to even notice my part in things and what had happened. Um, and it's gotten to a point now where most times it's like, like tonight earlier with the comment about the lemon juice, like, it was within a couple minutes, mm-hmm. like 90 seconds. I noticed like, oh, that was something that was something that came up for me. And then I made a And so I apologized and I took ownership and then checked my assumption, you know, and it's just so cool. I mean, it's really so cool to watch this. Mm-hmm. Have you been noticing anything like this living with Michael? Yeah, I mean, I always, it's, I love that you said that because I've always said there's three ways you really get to know somebody. You live with them, you travel abroad with them where your language is not being spoken and you get lost, mm. um, or you go through a breakup with them, and mm. that could be a friendship breakup too, right? Yeah. And Michael and I have done all three of those things multiple wow. times. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, so there's so much beauty in that, and I think because we've weathered so many storms, and we still just freaking love each other so much. It's like, you're going to have to pry yourself out of my dead cold hands in this life because in this life, you're my partner. Yeah. Well, and you're doing this personal development work with him. I mean, you've been in seminar with him. Oh, probably 15 times. Right, because is- LifeWorks internship together. Wow. Yeah, for, so that was 16, yeah, so 15. We've done f- at least 15 seminars together. And the... Where we've gotten, I mean, we are leaps and bounds ahead. And like you talked about the alcohol thing, Michael is two years sober. Nice. Um, which great. is awesome. Um, yeah. And I'm super excited for him. And so like, yeah, we've both shifted, right? I am learning like like not to touch other people's stuff. That's mm-hmm. a big one. <laughs> and, and also to, I don't want to say lower my standard, change my norm to make more space for him. Yeah. You know, like. I've been out of town and he's now sent me three days in a row a picture of his yoga mat set up in the living room. That's very nice. I'm really glad you're doing yoga. If I was home and your yoga mat was out for three days in a row with all that stuff around it, that wouldn't fly in the middle of my living room. Yeah. You know, and so learning like how can we create that give and take because Mm -hmm. um, he feels like he's giving away his personal power when he concedes and packs away his yoga mat every single day and brings it out in the morning because like he does yoga in the morning at like five o'clock so yeah. bring out your yoga mat do your yoga then roll your mat up and put it behind the couch so i don't have to look at it all day because i yeah. work from home right mm-hmm. but and and he does that but he feels sometimes like he's giving away his personal power oh yeah so that's what i'm oh yeah I, I get that <laughs> so i'm trying to find a balance of you know and same for me like you know um 
Michael likes to do his laundry every other day, which I think is very wasteful. And so I do my laundry with him to make more clothes in the washer so we're not like putting unnecessary water in. But then he's putting things in the laundry with clothes that I wouldn't put in. And so even that balance, right, of like I want to support you in doing your laundry every three days because you like doing that. Yeah. But I also don't want my clothes washed with towels. Yeah. So it's always Mm. a give and take. And like you said, doing the work really helps. And I also think that like, staying in the work has been you know harder for him than for me because i do it for a living like i do personal growth and development work for a living as a life coach and i do organizing work for a living and so for michael um he has to get into the zone sure and i find that oftentimes the best way to do that is to get us out of the house because that can be our place of contention right yeah i'm like i can't sit and relax and meditate with you in this dirty living room and he's like i just want to sit and relax and meditate with you so sometimes like leaving the house will create that safe space for both mm-hmm. of us. Yeah. But Changing then it's like, I don't want to have to get a hotel every time I want to connect deeply with my partner, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good so. call. Well, um, for me, Oh, Lucy's like joining the party. Hi. Love. Hi. Is that a dachshund? Yeah. No. Um, Corgi and, uh, gonna... King Charles Cavalier. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. yeah. I some... can see the Corgi. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, she's, she's totally feisty. Corgi. Um, well, I, you know, I want to say I was, I was like, oh yeah, about the, the yoga mat thing, giving away personal power. I can relate to that a bit because when we first started living together and there were certain things that were really important to Amy that were different than my norm or different than things that I wanted or had been doing or I thought were important to me, there was some resistance that came up and I didn't use those words, oh, I feel like I'm giving my personal power away. My experience was very similar to that, though. I I was fighting for these things because that's how that's what I wanted, and that's how I wanted to do it, and why should I have to change for you? Because mm. you're wanting to get your way, mm-hmm. so why is it that I can't get my way so I would. So it was like I didn't want to be a pushover. I didn't want to concede. Exactly. It was a the power for struggle. The, just for that, right? Just for yeah, that. Exactly. It wasn't actually that the thing was it's so important to me. It's what it symbolizes in the relationship. Yeah, and I didn't even realize that consciously. Um, right. What shifted for me was simply that I started to ask myself, "What is really important? What is actually really important to me?" Mm-hmm. And what is and, our motto now? Well, our motto now is I'd rather be in this relationship than be right. Yeah, we always yeah. say that too. Yeah. Chris King. Chris, oh, yeah. Totally. Do you want to be right or do Kyle you want to be King. in a relationship? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kyle King. And sometimes you want to be right, freaking damn it, to yeah. quote my mom. Oh, and it my wasn't, God. yeah, so that is our slogan. And I don't know that it totally applied to this. What what it came down to that was that I I mean, it kind of does apply because I'd rather be in the relationship than whatever this thing was, than have, have my yoga my mat on yeah. the floor. Mm-hmm. To use Michael's example. Michael, I'm sorry. I hope you don't think we're throwing you under the bus so much on this You are mind. an amazing person. You and I love and awesome. appreciate you. <laughs> um, what it was was I just started to go, you know, what's really important to me? Amy's really important. Mm-hmm. And her happiness is important to me. And if this is something that's important to her, then it's also important to me. Mm -hmm. And um, 
do I really care? I'm trying to think of some examples. There were some things um, that I was like, at first I was like, oh, hell no. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I can do that. Um, give me some, I know, you, I know you'd know some. Now we can't even think of them because I, we've maybe like having nothing nice on routine. the counter yeah having nothing on the counter in the kitchen that's a big one that was yeah. that was something because i was like uh, i don't want to have yeah, to i know like, <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't want to have to you know Pull get out the toaster every get time. something out every time right and so that was something where i was like actually no i can do that we'll mm-hmm. keep the counters clear that's really important to you um what else i know I, as i'm trying to think of of other examples what's coming to mind right now is what was cha- what I think was changing for us was our level of healthy attachment to one another. And we're coming into this new relationship and we're coming up against each other's things and we haven't really, you know, we've, we're in the process of building this trust and this level of, you know, sweetness with one another. And so, and all of our old shit's coming up you know, from past relationships, from childhood. And so it's this proving and, you know, this fear mentality of, oh, I have to hold my own, you know, I have to protect myself somehow. And so it's coming up in these, you know, through these odd little, you know, things about keeping the salt and pepper out. And I don't want to have to put the salt and pepper away. That was one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Or that you wanted two different salt and pepper fucking shakers you know it's like i have my own that's a coarse one and he has one that's more fine you know and why do we need both and <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i didn't even remember those. that oh yeah yep did you just say we still have those oh we still have them <laughs> yeah we still have both you yeah well, i think I she that. decided i think she decided because mine she actually likes because they're these nice wooden ones right you like the the nice wooden ones it, no, no, it's just that it was important <laughs> to you. Yeah. And I was like, why? And then why oh, am I, I like battling the this? Yeah. You I like the, the wooden, wooden ones. One. But you like the grind on yours better. Yeah. I mean, they were like $80, salt, you know, salt and pepper. Yours were? Grinders. Yeah. Mine were even more than that. Oh. Well, Look at some classy people in this living room. <laughs> no, there's just house like, is so beautiful. Just for, when just I for had, salt and pepper sugar. It's so funny. When I had money, like, a few years ago in California, I bought a hundred dollar dish rack and like, yeah, 40 or $50 salt and pepper shakers each. Yeah. 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 And like a couple other things that kettle, I think anyway. Yeah. They're great things. I digress. Point- well, and it's, it, you know, actually I think you bring to a great point, which I haven't been able to say yet, but it's so important that like, you know, I was an environmental studies major in undergrad. And one of the reasons I started be free was because I was like, how can I live my environmental values and help people and make money? Mm-hmm. All three of those. And like organizing is that for me. And so you're talking about like, oh man, when I had money, I bought all this sh- expensive shit and then I didn't want to get rid of it because it was expensive. Sure. And we know that stuff doesn't hold its value. Yeah. And like when I'm working with clients, I'm like, oh, that's really expensive. I can't get rid of that. And I'm like, the only person that thinks this is valuable is you. you. So if it's yeah. really that valuable, you should keep it. Otherwise, I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's it's like you seem to be living such a rich and less stressful and more open Mm -hmm. life because you rid yourself of all that excess. And that is the greatest thing we can do for the environment. I mean, it's 
reduce, reuse, and then recycle. And we've created a culture in which people are like, oh, I recycle, that's good enough. And it's like, no, you should be reducing. And then what you can't reduce, you should be reusing. And then the recycling should be like last ditch effort, you know, like land, like equated with the landfill. I'm so Mm -hmm. glad you reminded me of that because forever now I've been thinking reuse was the most important one, but reduce is actually. Reduce is number one. Mm -hmm. Number one, yeah. That's so great. I worked at the University of Oregon Recycling Center for five years while I was an undergrad. Okay, cool. And I'm staying with the founder of the University of Oregon Recycling Center tonight. Oh, cool. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, I want to be cognizant of Yeah, how are we on time? Uh, it's 8.30, so I think it'd be good to... Yeah, you got to go soon. ...bring the show to conclusion in whatever way you do that. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the this this thing about collecting all the stuff... Before I met Amy and I and I had all this stuff and I was feeling so anxious about it, I used to say, um, I I feel like I'm in a, a prison cell made of my possessions. Mm. Like I literally felt trapped by all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a sense of freedom and joy and lightness that came as mm-hmm. I got rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I don't need. Um, and... So I, I really can't speak highly enough about that. Uh, also, um, I think, what was that? There's a line from Fight Club, actually. The things we own end up owning us mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that's really great. Sweetie, any final thoughts on on this? Just that I love you. Oh. I'm so appreciative of all the work you've done. And you. that I love you so much, too, <laughs> I love Lakshmi. You. I'm so glad you're here. I love here. you. I, when I was hearing you rant and rave about your experience of working with Amy Bloom um, organizing, do you have like a, is it just Amy Bloom or is it Amy Bloom organizing? Or? It's just Amy Bloom coaching. And okay. the website is amybloom.com. I love it. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, we got to get you a, te- you got to make her a testimonial video. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if you could leave us with a final thought. And this is what I call the Tom Cruise moment. He's in the building. <laughs> so, yeah, Lakshmi, <laughs> what is, what, if, if you could give um, just one piece of advice to the listeners about anything what would that be well it's i'm thank you for asking and thank you for valuing my words and it's exactly what i was going to Mm -hmm. say which is you know the best way to find happiness is to live in gratitude and service Mm -hmm. and so every night before i go to bed and what i would encourage and inspire everyone to do is three gratitudes or three highlights or a combination Mm -hmm. of the two and that's what I do every night. And Michael and I do it together. And what I love about it is incorporating the highlights because each day is different and some days fucking suck. Let's mm-hmm. be real. So then you can focus. There's always something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working in a Title I low-income school in really impoverished Southern Colorado, sometimes my students would be like, Miss, my mom's in jail. My dad's a heroin addict. I'm homeless. I don't have any highlights today. Yeah. And I'm like, well, did you walk to school on two feet? Yes then you're grateful for your able body, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'd like for each of you, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. And then if each of you want to share yours. Totally. um, I'm so grateful to my best friend and soul sister, Abby Wolf, who came out to Oregon to do this women's workshop with me 
all the way from Boulder. Mm. That was so sweet. I dropped her off at the airport at 3.30 this morning. Oh, mm. wow. Yeah. She's That's so such cool. A um, so that was really fun and felt very special and just woman time together. And, yeah. Um, and then I'm so grateful to be here now with you two beautiful people on your gorgeous Zen couch. Likewise. Doing this human being podcast. <laughs> I always say it because I'm just like, I want to say human being. Um, and then my third gratitude is to Michael. Um, because, you know, he really is, like you were talking about best friend, you know, he is the greatest source of inspiration in my life. And we were talking about inspired leader. You can't be an inspiring leader. You can be an inspired mm-hmm. leader. And all I have to do is look at my partner to really feel and embody that. I mean, it ceases to amaze me. Awesome. So those That's are my three beautiful. for today. What do you got? Oh, well, I would piggyback, uh, off the partner piece. Um, and I was thinking about this today as I was driving home, that I am so lucky, so lucky that I have hit this just such a beautiful, sweet spot in in our relationship. And it's really been just such a joy to be in this with you, especially these last couple of weeks. And to be with someone who is so dedicated to this work, who's so brilliant, so sweet, and just a wonderful human being. So that's my my first gratitude. And my second one is to be working with the people and the kids who I'm working with right now, to be in this career of service with with children I think Mm. has been such a blessing Um, and especially this little boy who I'm working with in the morning uh, is I'm so grateful that I'm finally at a point with my career where I'm looking forward to going to work Mm. which I haven't always experienced you know, in in addition to doing this organizing work and, and looking for it every time there's a job doing that, just being so, so excited. So, and then my third would be that I'm getting to sit here with you, who I am just so inspired by that I think you're just so amazing. You are just such an incredible woman and I was so touched to have you there this this last weekend at this women's leadership and to I just think you're incredibly inspiring and thoughtful and brilliant and to be able to sit here with our cats and our dogs in this home in Eugene mm-hmm. It's a blessing. It's yeah. real it's real sweet. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I just you. adore you. So partnership, loving your job and beautiful things around you and yeah. people. Yeah. Cool. Those Sounds like a great three. day. Yeah. It was a good day. Well, yeah, I would have to say um being here. I'm grateful to be here right now mm-hmm. in this existence in this life to have the awareness of my experience, to have my um, body that I'm in, to be here in this incarnation, to experience all of this. That's first and foremost. While I'm here, I'm super grateful for the people in my life, including and not limited to Lakshmi, 
to Amy. And I could go on and on about you, Amy Bloom. Oh, Charles, you don't need to do that. You. Yeah, um, and I will. Believe me. And um, and all the other people in my life, my my friends, my coworkers, my family, um, our fur babies here, all of the all the beans mm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, to bring it to bring it in a little more specifically, I'm grateful for this um, this podcast and and just being able to do this for this technology to uh to be able to sit and have these conversations there's something there's something magic that happens i've i've experienced um when bringing these conversations to like a formal level with the podcast and having the microphones and something something a little more you know um comes out of the conversations and so i really enjoy that and then being able to share it with other people and and hear that it really helped make their day or they just really enjoyed listening to it on their drive to work. Um, I've got nothing but positive feedback from the listeners. And I'm grateful for you, the listener. And please, mm-hmm. send me more feedback. So, those are my three. I love it. Pretty much grateful for everything. Yeah, yeah. just everything. <laughs> just going to go ahead and loop it. it all in there. Wonderful. So, uh, Lakshmi, how can people get a hold of you? Well, BeFreeToday.com. We'll be launching shortly. Excellent. And until then, uh, Lakshmi Sylvie Dady on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, my Gmail account is the letter B, the word free, Lakshmi, L-A-K-S-H-M-I, at gmail.com. Okay. And I will have links to all of those things in the description for this episode. And Amy? Yes, uh, you can reach me uh, through my website, amybloom.com. That's A-I-M-E-E, bloom like a flower. And uh, you can also reach me um, uh, by email at amybloom or amy at amybloom.com. Yes, amy at amybloom.com. And I will have links to your things as well. Great. It's Wonderful. so great to see you, Lakshmi. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for yes. coming Thank over. You. And thanks so all genius. the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just got um, nice breaks and so forth. While I stay in the switch style strictly, the switch in Well, what did I tell you? Another great episode. Another great conversation with another great whole human. Thanks again, Lakshmi. Thanks again, Amy. I love you both. And I will have links in the description of this episode, like I said. And you can look there for the music that you heard. And you can look there for how to get a hold of these two lovely ladies. And also, you can find links on how to get a hold of me. My name's Charles. Find the Whole Human Podcast on Facebook on Instagram by searching Whole Human Podcast or on Twitter at Whole Human Pod. Send me an email, wholehumanpodcast at gmail.com. And please do let me know your thoughts, episode suggestions, questions you would like answered or discussed. And if you would like to be a guest on the show, let me know. 
And um, yeah, what else? I hope you're having a great weekend. I hope you're enjoying the extra hour of sleep we just got with Daylight Savings Time ending. And stick around because I have another great song for you called Arrival from an album titled The Other Side of the Looking Glass by an old favorite of mine, a guy that goes by the name of Alias. So stick around and listen to that, and I hope you enjoy. And until next time, I'm sending you all so much love. Thinking about others. These are words. For-
knowledge you possess Still in poverty with understanding These are words for those First impressions count Not in my opinion I've learned to let go Not telling you what to do Just suggesting To all who can relate to what I'm saying These are words for those I sit by the waterfront Gazing at the lights Which remind me of where I was One fourth of a year ago Here I am Holding on to the cord With the rest of my classmates But all of our teachers are dead or changed Which rearranged our courage Ability for response And the ever important motivational speeches Which we write for ourselves They seem to be working It's changed my way of thinking Introducing the new Less bitterness than before. I said goodbye to the depression so I could usher in the comfort. Let me do my little dance for your approval. Smile, clap, and give me praise. I've dreamed about this magic moment since my teenage days. Yet I might change some things if given a chance. I really don't regret anything. Live and learn is how it goes, if I'm not mistaken. Opportunity keeps knocking on my door. I'm lucky I was blessed with supportive parents. A sister and a brother. I'm glad I was swept away from the shore where I was waving knee high. It forced me to swim with all my strength. Lucky I was walking on the beach that day. Pay attention to the context clues and stop and smell the roses. I catch myself staring off into another world, not seeing what's before me. Daydreaming is what helps me think clearly. <laughs>